0: really grateful for the team of people that I that I have at a Whole Life Church that helped me with my uh, sermon. This week, and uh, in, in many weeks, what I do is I, I send my sermon on to a group of people, but on to Tammy uh, Cincomani specifically, and just ask for feedback and uh, get their perspective on how it sounds and what they're hearing in it before I ever actually preach it. And uh, so Tammy uh, rightfully said there was a section. She goes, I just don't know that this really has any real—it's more of a tangent, she said. So, And I looked down, I was like, you're right, it is more of a tangent. But I love this tangent. (laughs) It's It's a a great tangent. It's a great tangent to be on. So this is the bonus that I want to share. So so remember how I uh, told you in the story that man of God says that the bones will be burnt on that altar— uh, right. Yep. That, that yep. Be, and and that's kind of like, sounds like a threat. And you're like, ooh, your bones will be burnt. You know, Seventh-day we believe that when you die, <laughs> you're sleeping, in Jesus. You don't know who anything. Who cares if the burnt bones so burn? So yeah. whatever happens to your body, who cares? Well, here's where context really starts to matter a little bit. In pagan societies in those times, and I'm not really referring to Jewish culture, but I am referring okay. to the culture of the countries around them that worshipped other gods than what the Israelites worshipped. In those cultures, many of those cultures, there was a belief that if the bones were were burnt, that it doomed the soul to extinction. There was no afterlife. So if your, if your bones were burned, you were done. There was no afterlife There's, from there on out. Okay. And so so what's fascinating about this is God basically says, okay, you want to believe that? Guess what? I'm going to tell you how wrong you are by I'm going to have your bones burnt on this altar, which will kind of point to what's really going to happen someday. Someday, yeah. Someday yeah. to you because of, of what you are wrongly doing here. And so what becomes fascinating about this, now just so so think about it. So that's interesting enough, right? You're, yeah. So the the man of God says bones will be burnt on this altar. Well, King Josiah does exactly what this man of God prophesies. And by the way, only two prophecies in the Bible that actually name people ahead of time. This one and prophecy um, about King Cyrus that Jeremiah makes. So anyway, so only two in the Bible that were somebody specifically named outside of Jesus. Jesus is named, right? So anyway, with all that being said, um, Josiah comes along 300 years after this takes place, and he does exactly what what was prophesied he he takes and he starts opening up the tombs of all the people in that area the, the false priests all these people and taking their bones and he's burning them on the altars just like the prophecy said he would well think back to what happened we we look at this uh, this old this old prophet and we think oh how nice of him to bury that young man in his own tomb, right? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Well, just take out— He how, felt bad, right? Think about how devious this old man really is. <laughs> think about this. Think about how devious this old man is. Because what he did was he said, oh, wow, you are killed by a lion. That prophecy is going to come true. And if that comes true, wait a minute. <laughs> my bones are going to get burnt on an altar, which means that my eternity will be n- done. There will be no afterlife for me. Let's bury that guy in my tomb, put my bones next to his, and let's hope that King Josiah can't tell the difference between the two <laughs> and leaves me alone for the sake of this guy. And that's
1: exactly what happens in, in Second Kings. So does that then maybe shed some doubt on whether this guy really was a prophet? If he would have believed it and taken caution to do that, do we think that he's still a well, prophet?
0: I think so, and here's why I think that. Okay, um, there's within Protestantism. Think about all the different beliefs that we disagree on. Yeah, there's different views on what hell and heaven are like. There's different d- yep. ideas on what day of the week to worship on. There's different ideas, and I don't think that means that people who differ with me on those topics aren't followers of God. I don't think that means that they don't love God. I'm going to say if I I, I believe it, so that means that I think it's right. Yeah, of course, yeah. But I don't think that means that my friend who does things differently and believes, I don't think that means that they don't love Jesus. Agreed. And so with that being said, when we say, well, was this old prophet really a prophet? Well, as Seventh-day Adventist, the official Seventh-day Adventist theology on this was that he was a false prophet. That's the official theology from the Seventh-day Adventist Bible commentary. This was a false prophet. And I think that's... That I think that that's a very strong argument for that okay. um, to be made. I also don't think that it's it's entirely wrong for other biblical commentators to look at this man and say, "Well, perhaps he was a a good prophet, okay, who went rogue that that he fell away from what he had originally thought." I don't think this this prophet, by the way, was a good prophet um, <laughs> at at this point in the story. That's I don't think that. But could he have started off good and gone bad? I think that's entirely possible, and I think it's very possible based on the fact that that um, man of God seemed to have a connection with him in some way. They spoke a, a language that was similar enough that that young prophet, that man of God, felt comfortable with the old prophet and was willing to actually trust him and come home with him because they were there. Was there that's must true. have been enough similarity there? where he felt comfortable with that and was willing to buy it. I mean, if he knew this guy was a false prophet, it seems like he would have just jetted yeah, at that why would point. He? And so, so the fact that he he buys into it, and I don't know, I don't think people were more simple back then than we were, are now. I think that if somebody walked up to me and said, hey, I'm a pastor, you're a pastor? Oh, hey, you, an angel appeared to me. I think I'd be like... Argh. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> Why do you think that? And I think yeah. that the Bible probably leaves out a little bit of the conversation that went on, but this old prophet was able to convince this man of God that, that he was the real deal. Yeah. And so whatever way it goes, that's not the point of the story. Right. The point of the story is that this guy had been able to trick the man of God into it, but then at the end he recognized that guy was correct, and he was fearful for his eternity based on that. And uh, I would love to think that it actually brought him to, into repentance. Yeah. That would, have been, that would have been pretty cool. The Bible doesn't tell us that. Um, it certainly didn't bring King Jeroboam into repentance. It didn't bring the ten tribes into repentance. But it would be a pretty amazing thing if that old prophet was brought into repentance by what happened to that young prophet. And I wonder if, if that were the case, if that young prophet would have thought it was worth his life. Mm-hmm. Wow. If yeah. his death brought about the salvation of that old prophet and his sons, changed their life, got them back into alignment with God, I wonder if that you know, if that man of God would have said, yeah, I'm willing to give my life. I mean, we know that's what Jesus did for us. Right, yeah. So it becomes an interesting question, doesn't it? And, and it maybe would change the way we look at what God did in that particular case if the Bible— Came out and gave us the the happy ever ending where the old prophet does change his ways, but the Bible doesn't say that's what happened. It doesn't right. say. It just says that he buried him there and said, "Oh my my brother, my brother." So there's a part of me that that wonders, and the Bible leaves it perhaps nebulous on purpose. Maybe it's not nebulous in the sense that the bones aren't aren't uh, disturbed. Aren't disturbed. Maybe
1: there's a message there too. I don't know. I, th- Food for thought. But see, those are the fun things that I think sometimes we take it serious enough that we should. Anything in the Bible, that we should take it serious. We should try to understand it. We should try to apply whatever we can that's going to help us. But sometimes these little things, like you said, they're not the point of the story necessarily, and the Bible doesn't give us all the information we would need to make a clear decision, or it doesn't tell us on purpose, or it was just left out, or for whatever reason it happened. But to think about it under those conditions, and to think that, you know, maybe for whatever reason, I mean, the old prophet had to be pretty good if he just Got him to agree to this. No, I mean the man of God. Again, for that many, that few people to have that moniker, he had. He wasn't dumb, no, and he was not inexperienced enough that he wouldn't see that. He obviously understood what was happening with the king and and refused to do it. And so maybe it's a little bit of letting guard down with someone that you think that's like you, and and maybe that maybe that's all it is. But it's intriguing to think about what if it. What what could those other things be? And I think those are fun ways. Those are fun conversations yeah. to have. So I'm glad if you are still listening or on <laughs> – this will be on a Friday. So if you are still listening, I hope it was worth your while to stick around because yeah. I found so that to be very So the bonus interesting. is on
0: Friday, right? Bonus is on Friday. So what we should do is sing happy birthday
1: then, shouldn't we? To who? You. Oh, it is Friday, isn't it? Oh, Happy birthday, there. Randy McGray. Ah, thank you. Hey, listen.
0: If you're listening to this right now, you made it all the way through this <laughs> bonus content. You're probably uh, related to Randy, perhaps his mother, his wife. I don't know. My wife doesn't listen. You're like... Uh, <laughs> mine <laughs> I, doesn't either.
1: <laughs> my, my wife... Your, my, my mom does. Say,
0: my mom listens.
1: My mom listens. Um, she usually catches up, I think. She doesn't always listen right away, but... Well, whatever the
0: case is, if you're listening on Friday this, I really would love it if you would shoot Randy a message just wishing him a happy birthday so that we just know how many people <laughs> are listening to this podcast. <laughs>